Chiefs of Manchester United. What a turnaround at the Emirates. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Welcome to another edition of a purely Arsenal podcast. I've got Neil Shaw with me. How are you doing, Neil? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How not are you? Not bad, mate. I mean, other than Arsenal, doing a tickety-boo, tickety-boo. <laughs> yeah, they're not too bad, mate. Great to have you on. Again, I've also got Jane Johnston back to full health almost. Um, <laughs> how you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, that's very kind of you. No, I'm, I'm all right. Um, obviously, the football's diminished a lot of the... Uh, feeling better that I had but uh yeah no, I'm, I'm here so you know let's 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 get on with a chat because there's yeah. so there's so much to talk about as always being an Arsenal fan yeah let's crack on boys we don't like to to muddle too much we've got to get straight into it there is so much to talk about and um, we play Palace at home it was a must-win game especially after the points dropped at Sheffield United on Monday which we we, we discussed earlier in the week um we had to win. We had to win. It was a two-two draw in the end. Um, I know Neil doesn't like talking too much on 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 lineup, and I don't have too many questions on the lineup because there's so much I want to get to within the game. And obviously, there's big moments in the game we've got to talk about that aren't even necessarily football related. But um, James, in, in the lineup, we had we had three changes: Tierney, Laka, Sabayas came in, Kalashnak, Willock, and um, Saka um, dropped out. Um, what are your thoughts on that? The formation change, which felt largely, especially early on anyway, like a 4-4-2 to me with Sabas on the left and Pepe on the right and Lacquer and Albert up top. So what were your thoughts on those changes in the formation change, mate? Um, yeah, I mean, um, I sent the uh, little group chat that we've got going on on uh, Twitter and everything, a message going, oh, I'm happy with that lineup, lads. And um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was. I mean, I, I, had, I had no real complaints. And like you said... Um, you know, it, it sort of seemed at first like it was a four-four-two, which I was like, "Well, that's very different." And you know, for me, I I've made my you know points clear many a time on this pod, and also on Twitter and everything else about how I do not feel that Danny Sabios is a number ten. Um, I thought yesterday uh, when he was playing out wide, he, he wasn't a wide player either. And unfortunately, you know, okay, we'll cover it later because I think a massive span has been thrown into the works. But I've seen him more as a central midfielder and uh, as a number eight. And I don't like to compare him to Aaron Ramsey. He is not Aaron Ramsey. Um, He shows some glimpses of brilliance. I thought he had an okay game yesterday. But I think a lot of people uh, were wax lyrical about him very, very early. And there's still a lot of people that say, no, we must buy this man in January. We must buy this man in January. If we're going to throw down £50 million on him, on the current return that we're getting, I don't think that's a justifiable sum of money, in my opinion. I think we should still wait before we pull the trigger because there's other players out there that can do what Danny Ceballos supposedly does and will give us a better return on investment for it. But uh, I did think, you know, I did think he had an okay game, Danny Ceballos. He was, he wasn't the worst of any of them out there by any means. And uh, no, I was, I was generally impressed. I thought Tierney played very well. I don't understand why he was subbed. I don't, I don't know if that was just because oh, I'm easing him back in or for tiredness or whatever. He did look tired. And again, like I said, he's a, he's a, like we've all said for God knows how many weeks, the threat that that man possesses in terms of crossing a ball is way better than what Kalasnach would ever give. Way better. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, we saw that, didn't we? We saw that early on in the, um, I think, you know, as early as the 11th minute where he, where he scored it in to Lacazette and Lacazette almost scored. That was yeah. 3-0 up at the time. Yeah. Um, gosh, to think about that now. But, um, Neil, um, he touched... Um, James touched on the lineup and Sabayos not being being on the left side, and I agree. I don't think um he's really been played in the right position, and I also agree on on being a little bit premature, even possibly I was on on Sabayos. I don't think he's done anywhere near enough to warrant us thinking about signing him full term, especially on that that price. Yeah, we we we've made that mistake time and again, and um you know we have got to see how he does for the season before we consider anything like that. Um, one thing I want to touch on, touch on just before we get to the start is is, is Joe Willock, Neil. Um, just in terms of the youngsters, he's had a really bad week. Um, and I think a lot of it, you know, you can probably put at the manager's door, to be honest. Um, hauled off at half-time at Sheffield United. Um, I want to say he was hauled off in the Victoria game at half-time as well, or soon after. Um, and then not even in the squad um, today against, or yesterday for you boys, um, against Palace. Um Neil, do you have concerns with a youngster like that that's so fresh and new to the and that showed so much promise early in the season um, for for things like this to be happening and um, how it might affect his confidence? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, he's he's a great talent, he's a great player, and he can only be detrimental to his mindset if uh, this is the kind of treatment or the man management that um, he's gonna 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 be at the end of. I, I believe. I think he's. Uh, He's a great player. If he, every, you know, no one's going to be always uh, great when they come on to 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 play. I mean, we all is all want and expect and 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 hope for consistency from all of our players. But someone who's young and has done really really well and has caught the attention of 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 many people for for the right reasons, you can't expect them to be you know on song for each each and every game. There could be various different reasons for. Uh, a little bit of drop in form, but it's about man management as well. And uh, I think, while for certain players, I do do agree that you know where where a manager can be a little bit more cutthroat and not give too much time and dedication to any one specific player, and then they show that look, if you're not going to do the job, you're going to be hauled off, and you know expect better of you. While I agree with it um, in a lot of cases, I think in Willick's case, I think think it. It's it's going. He's gone a bit too far. He's gone to his, his, his the extreme way of of handling him uh, on this occasion. I think is a little bit too far. I think he should he should have at least been in the squad if if nothing else yesterday. Um, maybe not starting, but at least on the bench and to show a little bit of faith in him because I think we don't want to. Uh, I, I I think he could be one of our future players to to, to feature quite regularly. Um, you know, we, we were just talking about positions earlier. James was just mentioning them. You know, I think um, if if Ozil has been outcast the way he has, you know, Willock could 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 step into that 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 role if 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 it's not going to be Sabios if Sabios is in the wrong position for it. Um, so I think we he's he's a player for the future for us, um, and and I think we've got to man manage him a lot better. So I am a little bit concerned. And then just touching on the. Uh, the lineup. I, I agree with you guys. I think for me, um, I think it was it was a better starting lineup than we've seen in the senior team for quite some time. Uh, one that we would be happy with. I think again for me, it was just the the, the Xhaka thing. We, we know that he's going to be picked if he's captain. He's going to be picked. So um, that was for me the only real downer for in the lineup that I that I, I noticed. So 
Um, but I'm really worried about Willock. I, I don't know if this is going to really affect him now going forward. Well, yeah, sure. it's a little bit concerning. I've never been convinced that Emery is the one to handle um, a young, talented group coming through. Um, I saw a tweet in midweek about the substitutions he's made at halftime, and that was quite interesting. I think he's made six or seven now substitutions at halftime, and every one of them has been a youngster, twice Willock, one Saka. Um, I think one was Nelson, um, and one was someone else, but it was all the young, young English boys coming through. And um, I think that shows that when things are tight, and things are going a little bit difficult, maybe he starts to blame the younger players or take them out of the firing line. Yeah, and them. We saw yeah. that from comments from Unai Emery this week as well. Or I don't know if it was this week or late last week where he said, you know, about the, the club's vision and how he's trying to bring the youngsters through and, you know, you have to be patient, etc., etc. And almost planting a lot of sort of the issues with the current performances on the, on the young group. And I, I, di- I didn't like hearing that either, to be honest. Um, but let's get into the game. Like I said, there's so much to talk about. Great early start, James. Um, two quick, great goals. Um, nice to see because the, you don't see him that often. I think we saw one against Bournemouth from set pieces. Nice to have a player that can actually take set pieces in Pepe. I thought we were dangerous from him the whole game, to be honest. Um, what were your thoughts on those two, mate? Yes. Um, yeah, I'll, you know... <laughs> Looking back on it, when they go, you know, when they both go in and we're we're two 0 up in the first ten minutes or whatever, and when you look at the start that we had, I thought Pepe was playing really well. Obviously, like we going on from midweek with his set pieces there, and you know the corners are coming in, they're beating the first man, we're scoring from them. I'm thinking, cool, you know, turning up within 10 minutes. Are we, you know, are we going to get a Southampton here? You know, are we going to get about nine or <laughs> or so today? You know, everything's looking rosy. And then, as per usual, uh, you know, typical Emery, it, it's like, oh, OK, well, I've got my goals now. I'll uh, I'll take my foot on the gas and relax. And it bites him on the arse, as per usual, like we always say. And, you know, before we actually get deep, deep into it, People are constantly saying, I'll oh, give him time, stop, you know, stop jerking the gun, stop doing this, stop doing that. All of us, and you can listen to all three of us from the start of the season and since you guys have kindly let me back on this podcast, we've all said that with a reason we are as, you know, forefront in what we're saying about the manager is because of one thing. And that one thing is a nice little word called sustainability. We all knew, you know, come on, be honest, both of us, all three of us in here knew that it wouldn't sustain, didn't we? Yeah, I said yeah. it. I, mm. I said it to my brother. I was watching it with my brother. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, I was watching right. it with my brother. And after the second one, I said, you watch us sit now. We're going to sit on it. Yeah. We're not going to go for more. We're going to yeah. sit on it because he's two gold lead and he doesn't feel there's any need to go for more and he'd rather sit deep into a deep line block. And yeah, sorry, carry on. Well, that's it. It's just we all we all do. And it's like, for goodness sake, it reminded me of the old days towards the end of Wenger's reign where it was just like, if we ain't three or four goals up, we're going to completely bottle this. And it just pisses you off to no belief and you know there's this myth and it's been a myth for many many years now that Arsenal are this great free-flowing footballing side the football towards the end of Wenger's reign was terrible and this at the moment is even worse it's not even nice to watch it's just bitty it's just crappy 
And I mean, we're relying on two set piece goals yesterday and a lack of set chance and a Gwendozy through ball. Mm-hmm. But but I'm like that's you know I hate to say it I hate to say it because they are one of our, our biggest rivals in terms of what they've done and their fan base and everything else. But that is champagne Stoke to me. That's sh- that is that is Stoke with a big budget and some glorious players. And yeah, I, you know all this old. I don't watch football to be entertained. I'm in mean, the results business. Well, the results are drying up and they're rubbish as well. Mm. No, it, do you know what I mean? It's 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 crap all round. It is from top to bottom. It's just imploding. From, exactly. It's imploding. Sorry. No, I agree. Yeah. But from top to bottom, it's it mm. stinks. It absolutely stinks. The, mm. the connectivity between the midfield and the attack is fucking woeful, and he's freezing out. A, and I, mean, I mean, you look at it, lads. Last season, his top four creative players, yeah, Aaron Ramsey. Gone. Mkhitaryan. All right, I couldn't stand the bloke. Gone. Alex <laughs> Iwobi. Now, for me, I've made my... I've, I've said it time and time again. I wouldn't I, have sold him. I wouldn't have sold him. No. However, when that offer comes in for him, take it, because you ain't mm-hmm. ever going to get it again. You've no. got to take, you've got to take it. I mean, God almighty, you know, I'm no Marco Silva fan. I think it's... I'm surprised that bloke's still in the job, but it wouldn't surprise me if after what happened at the weekend, he gets sacked this week. And please, oh, please, Arsenal, if you do make a change, do not put that twat in Arsenal's... Oh, I'm sorry. He's he's even worse. Than, he's even he's even worse than it. He makes Emery look good. That's how shit Marco Silva is. <laughs> God yeah. almighty. Yeah, Marco Silva... Oh, my God, I wouldn't even... Oh, you know, this is a bloke who's only in jobs because he's bloody Jose Mourinho's friend. He's like the mm. football. He's like the football equivalent of Jonathan Wilkes, if you know who Jonathan Wilkes is. You know, yeah, he's, only, he's, so. only, he's only famous because he's Robbie Williams' mate. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He's literally, yeah, that's literally what Marco Silva is. The <laughs> football world. He's just the mate of Jose Mourinho that's living off. You know, that's living off that. But God Almighty, I mean, you know, like I said, it just it just stinks, and it's absolutely, absolutely rubbish. But now going on again. So yeah, there's a Wobi. There's Ramsey, Mkhitaryan, and Mesut Ozil. And do you know what? Like yesterday, hearing that stadium erupt, singing his chant, and looking at him, sat there behind him, and he's, you know, he was in double denim, which, you know, is a crime anyway. But hey, it's, you know, you know, German people, they're a bit eccentric. I'll let it, I'll let it slide. But, <laughs> but I mean, for God's sake, I'm like, if you don't, if you're, if you're freezing him out, because the club want him to leave because he's on too much money or whatever, then him or Sonelli or Vishai or one of them has to come out and say, this is what's happening. Because he would have... Look at the look at the gaps and everything and all these gaps. Sheffield United, he would have... Okay, old people go, oh, it was cold, it was wet and all that. He would have exposed all them gaps in between there. He would have created maybe one or two chances. Yesterday versus Palace, he would have loved, he, you know, at home. That's his sort of, that's his sort of, that's his playground. That's his bread and butter. Yeah. And I mean, especially with our exactly. forward lineup, and it's just like bring him back, bring him back into the team. The, that, well, that's the issue. If he'd found a solution, no one would be mentioning Mesut Ozil. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't being mentioned much last season when things were going relatively well. 
Um, not albeit performances were never fantastic, but they were a lot better than they were this, this season. We kind of evaluate that a little bit last <laughs> podcast. There was, I mean, our performances have decreased massively in the last in in this season. Mkhitaryan has played more minutes for Arsenal this season than Mesut Ozil, and he left on September the 1st. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. But um, there you go. like you said, you go. we've not found a solution, but the strategy thing from the board, that's not anything new. I mean, Ornstein came out with that, I want to say in January, that it had been discussed between Emery and the board and Ornstein's relatively reliable and, um, and, and, and said, you know, the, the goal here was, was, you know, to, to eventually move Mesut Ozil on. And that's why he's not really being, being touched. Now, of course, he came back into the team, came back into the fold towards the end of, end of the season a little bit. But um, I remember that, that, that discussion from, from Ornstein. So this isn't really anything new that's coming out. But like you said, if there's not, if there, if we were performing well and we were getting results, performances are, have been poor all season. Results were kind of there, but we're starting to see that they were completely skewed. Um, um, you know, Mesut really wouldn't be, be being talked about, but we don't have the solution and we're not showing we have it. So it's going to constantly come at Emery's door, right? And he's not, like you said, not involving him in, in games like this or really, if you're looking at it, games like the reserve games, you know, in the Europa League is, is, is a little bit, hard to believe you know in 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 the sense of what measures was done and achieved but but um i mean let's move on to like you said james touched on it already the two goals i mean it was a nice volley from socrates um who was dangerous from set pieces all all game um and it was a great flick on from a nice little header from jack for the first goal and a great flick on from from lacazette for the second and um i thought pepe was 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 very good at set pieces all game to be honest right other than the shot that he ballooned over from the free kick in terms of corners i thought it was very very good all game albeit i felt he was on the fringes um during the game um and then obviously you know abamyang lacazette were back together up front but after the first 15 minutes deal um we like james said we sat back we sat back deep again um seemed to you know just basically settle for what we'd got early on they were all over the place neil crystal palace they didn't know how to handle a ball coming into the box they they were there for the taking we could have won this game at a canter we could have won it comfortably but we sat deep huge distances between midfield and and strikers yes the gaps just just midfield sitting on top of defenders sitting massively deep and basically, after the first 15 minutes, we were playing like a counter-attacking team. Why were we doing it? We were 2 new up. What are we doing, Neil? What, what, I mean, what, I don't get it. And, 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 but, but, but I do get it because we already know what this manager is going to do. And uh, So after that, we got to, what, 28th, 29th, 30th minute. Long ball from them up top. Zaha's left on Chambers, who's, who's pretty exposed. Socrates does do his best to come over it and help. Um it's a clear penalty, isn't it, Neil? But then we'll talk about the controversy yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I mean, other other than that one moment where Tierney uh, fed in Lacquer, and after that, that was that was pretty much it as far as we were concerned in terms of trying to secure the game. Um, and then you're right, Emery doing his usual tactics of uh, being, I'm going to hate to say this word, but very cowardly uh, in the sense that that's it. We've got. We've done what we need to do. Now we're just going to sit back and let them come on to us all game, and hopefully we get a couple of counter attacks. But that that that's seems to be his tactic and uh, the way he's going about approaching all the games, especially at home, which is just wrong, just completely wrong. And it goes against everything that we we are. It goes against everything that Arsenal as a footballing club they change from the the old olden style of you know 
uh, bypass the midfield and, and hope Alan Smith or Merson gets onto the ball and, you know, scores for us, you know, and then we came in and revolutionised football and, and we, we changed as a footballing team as to how we go about playing and, and, and all the rest of it. And the rest of it, is, as we all know, is history. And the, the value system and everything, the way... Arsenal have set up to become this label of, you know, free-flowing, very quick-passing, very attractive football to watch. It's just gone down the pan and Embry's completely done a U-turn on that philosophy, I believe, and I don't know why. And you you, you said it yourself, Jack, the word you're coming up with is, is, is coward, coward, cowardness, uh, just being very cowardly in his approach. And, and, and we, I don't understand it. There's no re- reason for it, especially... Um, as you just mentioned, against Palace, where we were in complete control and where we were we were flowing and, and, and pressing them, they didn't have any answers. Um, I was surprised at Zahar, actually. I thought he would be really up for it yesterday in the sense of um, having a point to prove after what happened in the summer. Uh, the the, the, the rumours are that he really wanted to come. He was desperate to come to Arsenal and he was bitterly, bitterly disappointed and very bitter about it uh, when, when the move didn't transpire for him. Um, and you'd think that he would have. I, I was dreading it. Remember, I was saying before the game, I'm, he's going to tear us, tear us a new one. I, I just think that he's going to be so up for it, and we're going to be in big trouble if um, Emery sits back um, and employs the same kind of tactics that we've seen or come to see uh, recently. But yeah, just sorry, I digress. The 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 the, the penalty clear cut for me, absolutely one hundred percent. And this is the um, thing that struck out to me the most about this game. If we're going to talk about VAR, we saw a good side of VAR and then we saw the very ugly side of VAR, I, I believe, yesterday. Um, uh, it, 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 for me, was put to the right usage in terms of how it was employed, okay, although it was against us. But I've always said that, you know, sometimes we're going to get the decisions go for us and sometimes we're going to get the decisions go against us. That's football. That's the way it is. We've got to accept it. VAR has been brought in. I think in if it's used correctly, it's a good system. Um, and for me, that first one uh, where we where we were the wrong side of it was actually the right decision. Um, Callum Chambers, you know, I've, 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 all of us have spoken so highly about him since he started to become a regular in the in the team. I think he's a good player, um, but but he was just he he just stuck his leg out. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure what happened. He's just too happened, quick. He just got he, done. He, 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 he just, just yeah. yeah he just yeah, too, yeah, too he clever. Just stuck at, he had a tough and, game, didn't and, and he, Chambers, to be honest. He, you know, he, did, he yeah. didn't have one of his best games. He was exposed. I mean, I, I no. found it very surprising that we played in a 4-4-2 because of Zaha, to be honest. Not that I feel we should be sort of playing up against and protecting him, but, you know, you've got Pepe right wing and then Chambers against Zaha. Yeah. You're, you're asking for trouble, aren't you, really? One, one, one mm. thing I will say is, is uh, you know, especially on my Twitter feed, the amount of people that straight away, oh, there we go, all of you lot, Chambers, Chambers, Chambers. I, t- I knew he's a mistake waiting to happen. But I'm like, he has been arguably our most consistent defender. I would consistent. say he is the most consistent defender this season for Arsenal. And he's made, what, one fuck-up. He's made one. <clears throat> we've, we've played, what, 10 games in the league? You know, if we're judging it, if we're, ju- yeah. if we're judging and- it based based on the Premier League, he's had. T- we've played what ten games? I'd say, all right, he hasn't featured in every single one of them, but every single game that he's played, he's been the best defender at this club this season, and he's made one mistake against arguably one of the most tricky, most fast, and most clever wingers in the Prem. 
All right, he's won the most penalties out of any player in the since 2016. Wilfred Zaha, I think he's won something like 20, 24 possibly or something penalties, and that Mila Hojovic has converted 21 of them. But I'm like, so you know what I mean? This guy knows how to get a penalty, even with VAR now, because you know he was booked a lot for diving last season. Mm. But he is one of the most kicked players in the league and everything else because he's so technically gifted and quick. And it's yeah, he got done. You know, mm. most people would have got done. You know, Bellerin, Bellerin probably wouldn't have been able to keep up with him because he's mm. just a clever, smart player. But I'm like, don't throw him under the bus and slag him off. Like, I'm, I, just, no, I wouldn't. No, no, no way. No way. I, I, I certainly wouldn't. No, no, I've been really impressed by him. Like you, the slight frustration there is, you know, he, he, if if he just not even put a foot out. I think Socrates is probably covering him, to be honest, even though, you know, Zaha's very quick. I think he's probably covering him, but like you said, he's just too fast for him. He's too um he's too tricky for him at that point. The frustration there is I think I've read somewhere there's been about eighty six of these calls since the start of the Premier League season and not one of them has been overturned until so, this weekend. Yeah, it had some last, and, had some last, Yeah, and the it? frustration there is Monday night, you got Socrates shirt pulled and there's no yep. turnover of it. You've got, I'm just looking at game teams around us, the most obvious penalty from Vertonghen is re- reviewed against Watford and it's not overturned. And my concern right. there is they've obviously had a talk. Mike Riley, the little weasel, has sat his team down and said, you know, we've, you know, obviously if, if we know it's wrong, we've got to overturn these things. And I looked at it and I was like, I was watching it and, and my brother said, they can't overturn it, Jack, because they've not done it all season. And I went, they'll overturn it. This is Arsenal. And that's what I felt <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And it wasn't the wrong decision. You can't argue with the decision. Yeah. No, it wasn't the wrong decision. Where, right decision. where is it when it's in our favour? Where is it when, you know, throughout the whole year? You know what I mean? And and, and this is this is the problem. But Can I can I just say, can't... just quick, sorry to interrupt, the guy that was operating the VAR yesterday has never refed the game in the Premier League. I heard league. that. He's done eight games in the Football League and two games in the Carabao Cup. Unbelievable. Well, we're going to get on to why what that's is, unbelievable. What is the credentials? And what is the credentials? Yeah, we're going to get on to why, why that's unbelievable because it's a bigger VAR talking point, isn't there, later on. Um, but we're, we we um, we go in, don't we? They score the penalty... Um, their boy, their, their centre back scores. Um, Mihalovic, is it? How do I pronounce his name? Yeah, yes, Mihalovic. Yeah. yeah, never, he never, never, he never misses, and Leno never saves. So it's um, he faced know, eleven penalties and never saved any of them. Well, at least he learned from Czech. I mean, there you know, you go. <laughs> there you, go. Um, you know, he, uh, at least we're yeah, consistent. Exactly, we're yeah, consistent, consistent, exactly, consistently bloody awful. But um, uh, you know, we go in at half time two one up, and I'm worried, like, like I'm sure you boys are, because we kind of feel like we know what's coming at that point. And um, early into the second half, um, Neil, I don't know if, if you remember quite as such the way the goal happened but um, it's Pepe it's Pepe that gives the ball Pepe away. Lost the ball. really bad touch yeah. by Pepe we're on the break and yeah. I felt he he faded in the game I thought he started quite promising obviously you know he he helped yeah. create two goals didn't he and then um, but mm. I also thought his overall play started quite well and then I felt he faded in the game um, to be honest and it was a really poor pass from him Chambers caught high up the field um, then Jack has done absolutely, in fairness to Jack, he's covering Chambers, but he's done absolutely nothing to stop that cross from coming in. Hands tied behind his back. He's more concerned about handballing the ball coming in than stopping it. And um, I was just peeled off 
David Luiz too easily at the back post, and yes. it's, it's gone in. It's um, it's all too again, easy it's again. Too easy, um, like you said, Neil. And and there we are. Too, too. I mean, defensively, Neil, we've seen this all season, haven't we? It's just it's just too too much space for the for the opposition. Too easy to get in behind us, isn't it? Yeah, we don't close players down either. There's always just it's it, it's this. There's a combination of when when we are. Uh, we're, we're caught ball watching a lot. We were, we were mentioning this in the last pod. Uh, we, we are not closing players down. There doesn't seem to be enough intensity from the defenses, defenders. There doesn't, doesn't seem to be enough drive. You know, you, you, you get at players. If, if, you, if you close their space down, it makes, them, makes it harder. Now, if, if you're a good player, and obviously a lot of the players in the Premiership, no matter what team you play for, are good players. So, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. But you've got to... You, you don't make it easier for them. That's the thing. That's what's what hurts to see. It, it, you know, we 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 just we're, we're supposed to be a, a professional team, uh, one of the big clubs in Europe, if not the world, and we're just making it look so easy, which then inspires the opposition and gives them more confidence that you know all we need to do is do this against Arsenal, and they're gonna they're gonna fall down, they're gonna capitulate because you know that's what we're doing. We're just seeing it time and time again. It's all too predictable. You know, there's, there's there's a lot of pundits out there that I can't stand. But when you hear them, you kind of have to agree with them. They they say we've seen it all before. We've been here all every time, every season. We're saying the same things about Arsenal, and it's just not changing. And we thought Emery would come in, and and you know things would would, would get better. He'd start. You know, his, his his second season now. He's got a lot of his own players in. It's not just the uh, what what he's what he's, what he's um, uh, inherited from Wenger. And you'd think there'd be changes, and and he seems to be changing tactics and style of play for the worse, not for the better, as as we, we as we know and we can see. But the defending, is, you know, that, that's foundation stuff. You have to get that right because if you're not if you're not good at the back, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna you know the, the repercussions and the ripples are gonna flow throughout the whole of the team, the midfield and the attack. And it's just it's just this thing about confidence. You've got to be strong from the back uh, to be able to have the foundation to make a good team, to make a good unit. And we are just woeful. You know, every single time a team attacks us, I feel so scared that who is going to stand up and try and save the day for us? It shouldn't be like that. It should be every single player should be playing for each other. They shouldn't be ball watching. They should be closing players down and not giving space and, and then have some kind of cohesion with, with, with you know, the midfield. And then we should have a, a, a proper central defensive mid player who is protecting the back back four as well or the back three or however we set ourselves up. And we just don't seem to have that person. And um, like you said, Shaka, all right, you know, it, to be fair, the weirdest, the ironic thing is it probably wasn't one of his worst games yesterday, but he's still got to be accountable, you know, he's, it, for the goal against, um, was it the Sheffield United goal? You know, where was he? He was he was accountable for that as well. He should have been helping out. And it's, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a team game. And defensively, I just I, think we're all over the place. There's no communication. And, and and finally, I just want to say there's no leadership either. No, I, I, just, no I just want to say, Neil, as well, like you, you've touched on an absolutely brilliant point there. And I'll just throw it out to you. If it's bits of skill or an individual brilliance or someone smacks something from 30 or 40 yards, 
And you're you like, take it. oh, God, that's a brilliant goal. But we concede such shitty goals. It's too shitty, easy. Shitty goals. I'm sorry to swear. I know, I'll put, I'll put money in the jar. I apologise, boys. But they are they are shit goals. Look at the one that Wesley scored against. Jack Grealish has 40-odd fucking minutes to run a, all the way through. He couldn't believe it when it just, it just split wide open. There's a little slot across. And then, like you said, Sheffield United... That bloke probably thought to himself, "Bloody hell! Like what? I've got all. I, I'm like none of it. I, all I've got to do is tap it in from about a yard. It's a goal. Stephen Hawkins would score in a power surge. Do you know what I mean? He's he's got he's got all that time there to tap that in from there. And then you look at you look at that yesterday. All right, Shaka, if he gets booked, he misses the Wolves game. Oh, boo hoo! I'm like fucking kick him. Just get him. Just yeah. Take the take well, the well, card. Well, look, 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 let me just say something. Let me just say something. Look what Granduzzi did for the team yeah. right late there, on against. There you go. That's just, it. Just rubbed it out with him. Right that was probably the funniest thing I've and, seen and not, in five I, to ten. And you know what? I'm not saying that's the way. It's very ugly. But he he took one for the team. And and you know that is what, what sometimes you need to do that. You just we're in it to that. get we're in it to get three points. Neil, kick him. But it's still two one. The worst thing is. But the worst thing is, you've got this. You've got this really quality forward lineup, and they're looking back, thinking, you know, I'm doing really, I'm doing my hardest to score a really good goal for you guys. And sometimes we do do that, and we get the goal, and then you, then then they're let down by their defenses, defense team by conceding something yeah. stupid. Mm, yeah. And 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 that and, and then that doesn't give the good vibes to them. They're thinking, what's yeah. the point? You know, I'm sure Aubameyang just sometimes just sits there. What is the point? Do you remember that one game where? He actually looked up the sky and he just mouthed something for for God's yes. sake. With the, what you know, you know, it's not good and it's not good for the morale in the whole of the of the of the team. It's just no. not. No, it's just, just yeah, what's funny is that you're bringing... Louise was poor as well on the goal. I'm sorry, you know. I oh, think really? David Lu- yeah, I think David Louise has been actually quite sorry. good the last couple of games, but no, he was he, yeah, he's he, he was shocking there as well. Yeah, like, he was. Like, who who, who, a, who was the guy you mentioned? Sorry, I missed that. Sorry, say again now. What, who, who did you mention? Um, poor, sorry, David James. Luiz. David Luiz, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And what's okay. funny is what you're talking about okay. is about a minute before the goal, um, Chambers is booked for a tackle Xhaka makes. <laughs> um, it's a tackle Xhaka makes. Oh, yeah. And I was like, he's going to get booked. He's going to be suspended for the next game. And he, he got and given was, a Chambers. And I went, ah, how's your luck? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, it was quite funny. Cause it's completely Xhaka blocking him off. You know, Xhaka's not immune to that, but Xhaka makes it so... Oh, Gwen Doozy's was was um oh, I was cracking up laughing when he did that to be honest. But um I don't like that generally, do you know what I mean? But he, but I don't mind it if they're not intending to hurt the player. Like I remember Marcus Babel doing it to Thierry Henry and he kicked him about mid thigh height. And I was like I went mad because I was like, you, you could ruin you know, you could end this guy's career by doing mm. something like that. Gwen Doozy's basically said, I'm just gonna rugby tackle. Yeah, just he's just, him. I'm, I'm just, just gonna him. stop you moving, mate, because you're too fast and for some reason our dozy manager leaves me as the deepest player when I'm the slowest player on the team by Granite Xhaka. But um so I'm gonna rugby tackle you. And he sh- what he should have done is rugby tackled him, stuck two fingers up at Unai Emery and said, see, that's why you don't leave me as the last man. You complete and a donkey. Um but he still does it. Mm. So but um they he scored. Was, I mean, he was sorry. he was fr- he was through. If he didn't yeah, do it, he, he was, was through. And that was his argument. Yeah, was through. His yeah. argument was why is he not being sent off? I saw him saying it's a ref, but you, you you can't send someone off um, when they are you know you, you you're eighty yards away from the other team's goal. I mean you don't you don't see it. I mean mind you, if today if any day was going to be the day. Today was going to be the day that Mike, Martin Atkins decides that's the rule for today, boys. Um, that's what we're going to do. So I'm surprised he only booked him for it. But um, but um, mm. I, I guess, you know, after that, the second goal, 
soon after it, let's get on to it, boys. I mean, I was gobsmacked. It was one of the biggest sort of shocking moments I've seen for quite some time. There's non-footballing moments at the Emirates Stadium. So at the 60th minute, it's not first time. Um, you know, even this week, that Granite Xhaka has been subbed off by Unai Emery. So two in two Premier League games. Um, James, incredible, mate. Your take on the substitution, fans' reaction, Xhaka's okay. reaction, and what it means for Arsenal Football Club. Okay, right. Um, I hate to do this because uh, you know it's going to take going to take up quite a bit of time. But um, if you if you just stick with me, then uh, I'll, I'll appreciate it. Um, I watched my first ever Arsenal game on May the 8th, 1996. Uh, I watched Arsenal win 8-5 against uh, International Eleven for Paul Merson's testimonial. So 23 and a bit years I've watched Arsenal, either live, you know, having a season ticket and everything else, or, you know, via other means. I've never, like you said, I have never, ever seen anything like this in all my time of supporting Arsenal. Now, Granit Xhaka has been subbed three times. He's been sarcastically clapped, jeered, booed three times. He's had to disable comments on his Instagram from, you know, I'm not going to say it nicely, from twats, basically, from absolute twats that have abused him, his wife, his new baby, etc., etc., etc. Right? Two wrongs, in my opinion, don't make a right. Yesterday, he got subbed for tactical reasons. Yeah, tactical reasons. Don't walk. Don't just walk off the pitch, mate. You know, throws the armband towards a Bamiyang. You know, run off. You're the captain. Run off. Let Saka come on. Let's try and keep the momentum going. Everything else, but then to gesture like he does, cup in his ears, and then to tell the fans, Arsenal, the Arsenal fans, fuck off and then throw your shirt off and go straight down the tunnel and go into your car and drive home. Now, there's various, various reports, and like I said before we started recording, I believe he did drive home because Emery said, I haven't spoken to him about it yet. So I believe the story that he did drive home. However, you know, I've been an Arsenal obsessive since, like I said, May the 8th, 1996. When I had a season ticket, I would always buy the programme with the pocket money that I was given as a young man. And I read them from cover to cover. And since I, my, my father's, uh, I've had, I've helped empty my father's loft. So I've found a lot of the programs that I've had. And I must say, I think I've got every home program from 90, from the 96, 97 season up until my last season, which when, uh, unfortunately we had to give our season tickets up. Um, it was the year where Thierry Henry scored against Man United when they were time-wasting. I believe that was, what, the first or the second season we were in the Emirates? So that was, what, 2007, 2008, perhaps? Yep, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sounds yeah, about yeah. right. Yeah. Was that when Robin Van Persie done his metatarsal? I that think game? so. What, you saying that, you're saying yeah, that, 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 the, the header last yeah, minute against, against United? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I was at that yeah, game yeah. as well, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 did we see that? We might have done, mate. That's why it's the intro to the podcast. That's why the music's the intro. We might have done. We might have done. Yeah, lovely game. Nothing, nothing in it until Van Persie scored that sliding one, was there? That was my last full season as a season ticket holder being there. But like I said, I used to get the programs and I read them cover to cover. Right now, I remember in two thousand, 
Arsenal had a player called Jay Boffroyd. Still plays now out in Japan at 37 years old, right? In the FA Youth Cup final in 2000, Jay Boffroyd was subbed and he threw his shirt at Don Howe and... Liam Brady was also there because he was the head of the uh, academy at that time and he told Liam Brady to fuck off as well, right? Jay Bothroyd. Now, just factor this in. Bothroyd at the time was hailed as one of our best youth projects, pros- projects, prospects, sorry, along with Graham Stack, Niccolo Galli, God, God rest his soul, you know, that poor Italian boy who had the, uh, he was 17 and he had the motorbike accident. Died, didn't he? Do you remember? Do you remember mm, Niccolo, yes, Niccolo yes, Galli? Yes, yes. He I was touted ta- yes, as such a player. And I mean, for me as well, being an Italian lad, you know, I've never, you know, Manone is really the only Italian Arsenal player that we've ever had. And God Almighty, the less I mention him, the better. You know, Lupoli seemed like he might have been something. But yeah, we had Stack, Niccolo Galli, Bothroyd, Steve Sidwell, and Rohan Ricketts, and Jermaine Pennant. They were the ones that everybody was talking about. Talking Everyone about. was talking about all of them. And Jay Bothroyd threw his shirt at Don Howe and told Liam Brady to fuck off. And we sold him to Coventry, who ironically we beat in that final. But we sold him and told him to get out. For me, Granite Xhaka, you are finished. You are finished. You go, I, I, I'm sorry, you, you're done. You blame the strikers for the Spurs game. You admitted the, clear, the club was scared against Watford scared and now you've told the fans to fuck off and all right the fans mm-hmm. themselves were embarrassing i would never boo one of my own players ever regardless of how i thought of them but it's different and i'm sorry the way it is now people spend their money and they're entitled to say and do what they like i'm sorry that's the modern climate that we live in and another thing i will mention and i know i know it's not the best thing to mention but the fan TV boys, I'm not going to, you know, I've met that, I've met that troops. I believe his real name's Ross. I'm going to call him Ross. I'm not going to call you by your character name, mate. I'm sorry. That's it's, not how I, I thought it was Tim. Uh, I don't know. You know, people don't come up to me and call me LL Cool James in the street because I think you're a weirdo. Call me James. That's my name for God's sake, right? You know, he posted a picture with his two fingers up, you know, Looking yeah. like something of a cover of a bloody two-pack album that never got released, um, <laughs> and and the official Alex Lacassette—that's his real Instagram—has liked it. So do you know what I mean? You know, this is a total loss of the dressing room here from the manager. From that, the captain doesn't respect our club or the fans, and the players don't respect him as a captain. And it's just. For, like we've said before, it's top to bottom. The toxicity there at the moment is unbelievable and unbearable. And it's just like, do you know, and I'm like, this is going to continue. This is going to continue. The players, I mean, mm. Lacassette, this is, and I, I sent it to you, I sent it to both of you. That's his official account. And do you know what I mean? I don't, I, you know, some of these players, you know, they go, oh no, I've got these media teams and everything else like that. No, his media team wouldn't have liked that photo. That's him personally liking that photo. I mean, God almighty, what would have that dressing room been like at the end? What would it have been like? But I mean, like we said as well, the Torreya pictures, he's inconsolable. He's crying his eyes out. He can't believe it. He can't believe it. You know, he he was shook, everything. But I've, I've never, never seen anything like it. And do you know what? On Wednesday... If you know, we're lucky that we're lucky that stands here 
because the Rams played at Wembley in the you know in an NFL game yesterday. Josh was at our game. Everyone on the board is here, and I believe I, I would be very very shocked if today we don't get some kind of announcement. I truly believe he's gone. I think he's finished, boys. You, you're talking about the manager, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also wow. feel wow. I also feel that the captain's done as well. Mm. If he if he's not stripped of his captaincy, I will be furious. Yeah, yeah. I'll be well, furious. Emery... You don't act like that. And you know, yeah. you Jack, you said that Granite Xhaka being appointed captain will be the sword that Granite Xhaka and Unai Emery die on. Yeah. And you were one hundred percent right Jack. again. You said that yeah. you were one hundred percent right again. Yeah. You know, there's things that there's things that we all say in all these podcasts that come back and people go, oh wow, what a great point. You know, I listened to the one that I missed the other day, and it's you know a lot of people say, oh, when you lose, James, you're never on the podcast and everything else like that. I have been ill. I throw my hand. I do. I do <laughs> appear when we lose and draw. I'm not just always here when we win. You know, I've been I've been quite lucky. I've been quite fortunate. But in the last pod, Neil, you said Lacassette coming back will help Pepe massively, and I agree wholeheartedly with that. Mm. And you saw a bit of that yesterday. All right, they were frozen out a bit towards the end. However, that like you said, Jack, about him dying on the, that sword and Shaka dying on that sword, you do not react in that way. No. Just get off the pit. You know, fans fans are fans. You know, but they make. But I'm like, if you can't take criticism like that, you're pampered, you're spoiled, and I'm sorry, you're a baby. Mm. Yeah, you're exactly. A, I mean, you're a what, you're a 27 year old baby. I think you've summed it up fantastically well. I don't really have a lot to add on it. I'm going to go to Neil um, really soon, but I just want to say, you know, a lot of fans will, will collectively put this against the abuse that he's been receiving online, and 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 you know, the abuse that his wife is is been receiving. I judge it completely as an nice. I don't. No one agrees with any of that. No sane fan agrees with any of the abuse online. But it's not fair to judge this incident. This is. I judge this incident as what it is. Just the incident on the football pitch, right? And um, I thought, like you, I thought there was there was issues on both sides. And in the end, um, ultimately, the, the ones to suffer is that is the football team because. This is Neil. This isn't a young, petulant player that we've just brought in. This is a player that just weeks ago the manager voted as captain. Said all the players voted as captain. He's supposed to be our leader. He's supposed to be our connection to the fans because Unai Emery can't communicate that well. Just generally, as a manager, not because he's new to the language of the country. He's just not a good communicator. So we need a kind of communicator to the fans. And you look to the captain to be that person. And that relationship is gone now if there was anything existing before it's completely gone and it just ultimately the club looks small the club suffers for this um neil do you got anything to add on on that moment oh uh i i think james summed it up everything james said i wanted to to say so i'm probably probably gonna say pretty much the same thing i i I, I just want to go on what you you're, you're, you've just touched on there, Jack. He's club captain of Arsenal Football Club. Club captain. Let's just just think about that for a moment. You think of all the captains in the past, and I would, firstly, first and foremost, wouldn't expect that reaction from any player, no matter what position you are, no matter how what rank you are. If you look at it as as, as a, maybe a military unit, you do not behave in this way you are paid a tremendous amount of money you are a professional and yes it is wrong it is wrong let me say this 
to get abused on social media the way he may have been abused for his family to be targeted. I think that's disgusting. I don't like it. It's atrocious. I don't care what you are, how much you may be hated on the pitch as a player. You do not resort to schoolboy, underhand, amateur, just ridiculously bad tactics like that to, to, to send your feelings across. I don't, I don't like it. I have always, James, you, you, you talked about how long you've supported and followed Arsenal. I've, I've done it since 1975. You are number old, one, my, <laughs> Yes. In all my time, I have never, ever, whether I've watched it on TV, whether I've been at a game, I have never, or been in the pub, as I used to go to the pub a lot and watch games when I couldn't get to them. I never, ever seen this. I've seen it a little bit with Abue, but I think the circumstances were different on that occasion. I felt very sorry for Abue. I thought the guy had just come back from injury and he was put in the wrong position and he was really struggling in that game. And um, we know the, what happened after that. He was booed and he went, he went home. He was very upset. Um, and then, then funny enough, his fortunes changed and he became one of the most likable players in, at Arsenal. But that's a different story. This is your club yeah. captain. Now, you know, he's paid a hell of a lot of money to be a professional. And as I just said, I think it's wrong. I think booing fans, I've always said it, I think, yes, you can say that they pay their money. They pay very good money to be at games and they're frustrated and, and, and they want to vent in some way or fashion. But I think booing is not just counterproductive to the person you're targeting. It's counterproductive and self-defeating to the rest of the players as well. It's, 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 it's not a nice thing to hear because it, can, it immediately puts them all on the back yeah. foot. Because if you're booing, it was the sarcastic clapping and cheering more than the booing, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, the booing only come about when he was because he yeah. was walking off. No, 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 no. I get yeah. it. I get it. I'm not. I'm not defending no, no, no. him. No, no, no. You, if, if, if you just bear yeah. with me, just for a minute. I'm not defending. I'm not defending him. I'm just playing yeah. devil's advocate yeah. a little bit. But I'm just, from a personal opinion, when we talk about booing, I don't agree with it because it puts all the other players on the back foot as well. I'm thinking, shit. If I do something wrong, they're not. They're going to get on my back as well. I don't. I don't believe that's the answer, right? What, what, what you say, two wrongs don't make a right. I don't as well. I don't believe that's the answer. But for him. It's, it's, it's the catalogue of things, as you said, James, it's, it's the stuff that he's been saying in interviews, which I've come, you know, you've heard me on the previous podcast. I've been absolutely on his back. I don't like him. I don't even want him to, I don't, I was saying earlier, I don't want to see him play anymore. I just don't like the guy. I think he's arrogant. He's very childish. He's baby-like. Um, he throws his rattle out the pram whenever he can, and he just blames everyone but himself. He's always pointing fingers. He's blaming strikers. He's blaming this. He's blaming that. He's blaming the stars. Um, he's blaming the moon and the tide, <laughs> but himself. He's never looking. He's never looking at his own self and thinking. Do you know what? I was wrong. You know, I want to. I want to try and make amends. I want to try and win the fans back. I want to do something to show them what I'm all about. I want to do something and show them why I've been appointed captain. He has no leadership qualities. He makes so many mistakes when when we concede goals. He's always got his hands on behind his back. He's always take. He's, he's always blaming everyone but himself. And for him to throw the band, I thought I saw him throw the hand, the, the armband yeah. at me. I'm not going to say he was actually throwing it at him, but he was. He did yeah, throw he did, it. Yeah. He 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 was he, he was he was upset. He was distraught. And then he does the the arms flaying of the arms. He puts he cups his hand to his ear. He mouths some profanities. And then the, the what really killed me in a, in that all of that that catalogue of what he was doing was when the way he took his shirt off. It was almost to say fuck you, fuck this yeah. club and fuck yes. the badge. And I'm sorry, 
I, I don't. I know there's. I've, I've tweeted a lot about this yesterday, and I, and there's a lot of lot of fans who are saying no. But you you've got to understand that he's frustrated. He's been targeted personally. His family's been targeted. I get all of that. But I'm sorry. The other thing you've got to understand, you are in the limelight, son. You are playing in the football premiership in England. Football is one of the biggest, if not the biggest spectacles in the world. You are in the limelight. You are going to expect some sort of criticism in life if you are in the limelight as a famous footballer. All right. Because you're, if you're not going to get it from your own fans, which I completely disagree with, but you're certainly going to get it from the opposition. You are certainly going to get it from the opposition. And, and that is part and parcel of being a football player. Whether it's wrong or right is a different discussion. But you, as a captain, should have risen above it, held your head up higher. You could even have clapped the fans and just run off. If you'd done that, we wouldn't be talking about mm. this. For me, for me, I don't. I, I've, I was saying it before. I don't want to see him ever play again in an Arsenal shirt. He's not the right fit for the club. I don't. I do not want to see him back playing ever. I don't. I'm sorry. That is my take yeah. on it. I want mm. Jacker out. The hard That's thing it. about that is even though Emery's come out and said, you know, Jacker was in the wrong and will be dealt with, it is Unai Emery. And being dealt with um, for Unai Emery to Granit Jacker probably means, I don't know, the, giving him a the, wage increase. He's the prodigal son. You know, yeah. I hate to use that cliche. He is the prodigal son. And this you know, is it's... why, yeah, this is why all the blame lies with Unai Emery here because this has built up over time. Well, that's it. He's this so fortunate because we're all talking about Granite Shacker, aren't we? Yeah, Everyone's of talking he about. Uh, he's got away scot free. It's like yeah. it's like you. Sorry to jump in on it again, Jack. I know I know people want to hear your opinion as well, and I. But no, 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 you no. know, a captain is a reflection of the manager, and yeah. I'm like, if that is who you've appointed. You know, from this club, you know, club vote and everything else like that. I mean, the, the main thing for me is, is Saka is 18 years old, right? 18, mm. I believe. Is he 18 or is he 17? 17, I think. Yeah, 17, 17 18. 17, so, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Young yeah. man, whatever. He's and young he, man, must, he stood on the sidelines looking at that and yeah. watching this. And I'm just like, do you know what? That gives any other player the excuse. I mean, we saw in the, we saw in Baku. Mesut Ozil, the same, you know, calling the manager a pussy. We all saw mm. it. We all saw it. Calling the manager a pussy. Willick's waiting yeah, to come on. And it's just, yeah. it's just, there's two big international calibre star players, whether you want to say Jack is a star or not, you know, that have both. He's captain of his country, well, exactly. Isn't he? And it's just, both of them are just like, fuck this, fuck that. Yeah. And, it, and it's just. What message does it give? Exactly, exactly. It's what kind of role model? They're not role model. That's not a role model. They're not. That's not a role model. Like we, like you, like we both said, Neil. That is a petulant, petulant man and arrogant sport. And I I understand that it just boils up, and that's three times that he's been sarcastically clapped. He's been sarcastically booed. He's been told this, that, and the other to his face with his wife and everything else. And he just, in the moment, he snapped. He probably feels like a prized idiot this morning mm-hmm. and probably last night as well. But do you know what I mean? There are times where things just build and build and you do react in a negative way. Yeah, we're Just think in the moment. Just, just, do you know what I mean? It's like abuse comes part and parcel of any bloody job we're in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I work, I, 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 where I work and everything else... You know, you're dealing with you're dealing with people over the phone. You're dealing with people in emails. You get called a few verbals, 
Mm. Um, you, you ride it. It's part and parcel Look, of what we're doing. Can I? Can I? Can I? Sorry. Can I just interrupt? And Jack, I know you want to say something. I'm so sorry, but I want to say one thing. All right. Let's, let's, let's take let's take the human side of it for a second. And let's say he was caught in the moment. All this pent up French frustration, and he'd done what he'd done. Right. Done. It's, it's finished with. If you were any kind of man or any kind of decent person as a captain of your club, you would have come out an hour later, or half an hour later, or two hours later, and you would have already publicly apologised. Yeah. And he has and not the problem done with that, that is he's going to be made to, right? At the very least, he's going yeah. to be made to. It's not coming from his yeah, heart. Yeah, exactly. It's not coming he's from his heart. He's going to be made to, and in the next 24 hours, 48 hours, you'll get some sort of briefed, made-up statement coming from Granite Xhaka, right? Um, Probably yeah, from his exactly, PR person. Exactly. He can put it in his programme notes for next week. But... Um, but you know, I, I, I like you said, we, we we've not been a huge fan of Jacko as the, the the footballer. Um, this year, I feel like we've started to see the frustrations come out as the, from the person, and I've not liked it. He's not taking responsibility. Um, he, he like, and you like you said, he's reflective of the manager. But this has built up over over time. Our fans largely have wanted Granite Jacker out of the team for weeks and months, yeah. and rightly so and other players have been removed for poor performances he has had the opposite effect he's not been removed he's been given a stronger position an undroppable position he's been given captain by players and managers allegedly and that's built up over time and it's it all boils down to the manager not understanding what he's dealing with clearly he's starting to see it right i mean if you look in the first couple of seconds of the substitution, Granite Jacker's biggest frustration is the fact that his own manager, his biggest fan, has pulled him off again in a key moment of a game. And he drops his head in frustration. And I think everything boils from there, right? So Unai Emery is starting to see it. It's too late. It's, it's too late. It's far too gone for manager and it's far too gone for player. But at what, the biggest concern, I always go back to it, is the, the whole team suffers now because where I don't see how the players can respect Granite Xhaka after this. Um, whether they did or, or, or didn't beforehand, I mean, I found it very hard to believe there was a full respect for him before beforehand in terms of his performances and, you know, the, the issues we had of, of those and mistakes that he would make. But it's just an incredible moment to see. But ultimately, the club suffers for it. And short term, we're really going to suffer for it because he's currently our club captain and he's currently appointed our club captain by by the current manager at the club. And... Um, it's just we're, we're, we're going to be the ones to suffer. And I think you're right. Fans, you know, I said earlier that, you know, these, these are fans. We've got a part of our fan base that hounded our, our greatest manager out, out of the club. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and a lot of that was despicable. I mean, this is nothing compared to that. This is a sarcastic cheer because they wanted him probably not to start the game in the first place and felt he was poor. And um, it's not right. Yeah, sure, it's a little bit disrespectful, but it's disrespectful to swear in the fans' faces. And that's exactly what Granite Xhaka did. It's disrespectful to, to to take on a higher wage that you've been given and continue to put in poor performance after poor performance, which is what Granite Xhaka does. And then blame others, which is what Granite Xhaka does. So there's a lot of... This has been built up a lot. And I don't always back the fans. I've been on here time and time again and said the fans are a joke, they're a disgrace, da 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 I can I, I I wouldn't say I'd do it. I wouldn't say I'd boo. I've never have like you, but I never have booed any of our own players. But I can I can understand where it's coming from, and and uh, you know and I just 
you know, I think you boys have summed it up perfectly. But ultimately, the clubs club suffers from it. And how how long does it take to come beyond a situation like this? I'm it's, just it's, it's the fact he drove home as well. He drove home. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, that's 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 just another punishment just sit right and, there. Sit and wait in the changing room. And then, do you know what I mean? Face well, this music. Is it. This is it. Oh, they, they, you, it's not you know, a man. It's not a man. You know, recently, it's not recently, a man to me. Um, obviously, I, I don't know if it's uh, been quite big news over where you are, Jack, but uh, Vinnie Jones sadly lost his uh, his wife. Sadly, passed away, and he's been, you know, he's been, in, he's, been in, yeah. he's been in, he's been in the news over here recently a lot. And uh, he was on Celebrity X Factor, funny enough, at the weekend. He was uh, singing the Blues Brothers. It was very surreal, very funny. Um, but um, it, they've been putting a lot of documentaries and just like Vinnie Jones related stuff because he's obviously been in the papers and everything quite a lot. And there was a documentary that the Premier League, uh, it was uh, they have a program over here called Premier League World where they do these like, you know, off the wall documentaries about certain players that used to play in the 90s and everything else mainly. And they did one about Vinnie Jones. And he said about, you know, uh, Laurie Sanchez and Fashionu and all that not getting along. And he said that he was encouraged by Kinnear and other managers to be like, right, he's been an arsehole. You go in there and you start a fight with him just to rile him up and get him ready for, you know, get him ready for the second half or get him ready for next week. And, if, and I'm like, it's like you said, we, we, we've called him a coward and everything. You know, Lacassette liking the tweet, slagging him off. Do you know what I mean? Stand there. And take the brunt from your players. You know he's meant to be this big influential figure in the dressing room. Every the main consensus we get is that he's well liked, and that he's well respected, and that you know, like you said, he conveys the message from the manager because there's a communication barrier there. You know, if you look, all the young English players always are instructed by Lundberg, never him. Because apparently the young English players are like, I can't understand the word he's saying. Or it's just not clear. His instructions aren't clear. You know, Robin Van Persie the other day when I was watching the Europa League game, I don't want to like Robin Van Persie. But he even said they couldn't tell. He watched the video and he couldn't tell if he's saying calm or come. He said, I can't understand what he's trying to convey. And he said yeah, it screams yeah. it on the pitch. It screams it on the pitch when you watch it. They can't. So it makes it yeah, even they more... said they can't convey the instruction. But for me, I'm like, Granite Shaka, after he did what he did, sit in the changing room or whatever, watch the little telly with the game going on. And then, like you said, face the music. Face the music. But no, he got in his car and drove back home. Mm. Apologise to the players and then apologise yeah. to the fans. Get it yeah. done. Get All it over the cameras. With. All the cameras were there. Do you know what I mean? BBC or what have you for match of the day or Sky, any of them would have loved five minutes with him after that. Yeah. They'd have been like, get, get all the cameras on him now. Yeah. We got to see this. We got, I mean, this, th this is the story. This yeah. is the story when it shouldn't be. It should be that again, our manager is a completely tactically inept man mm. and i know you're going to touch on it jack when you want you're going to say to me and neil what do you predict for liverpool i don't know but you know what now i would have rested players for liverpool but now if he's still manager which i don't believe he will be deep down i really don't believe he'll make it mm. but if, but if wow. he is if he is 
I hope he plays the full first team because for me, I want to win trophies. I want to win something. We ain't going to get top four. So play the fucking main team against Liverpool and try and win because I think the way that this is going, as fans, we deserve a day out in Wembley to try and win a cup mm, yeah. because he's not going to get top four. We're four points behind top four now. We're 12 points behind first in the league and it's not even November yet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you Man United, who are this supposed relegation fodder that we were all laughing at, Absolutely that we were all laughing at, are three points away. They're three points away. Oh, and I mean, to, I've got lots of interest. Mean, you know, honestly, he gets five million a season, Jack. When he was appointed, he was on four and a half million. Our previous manager, okay, I know you said he's the most successful, and I know everybody, you know, especially yourself, Jack and Neil, you're very, very big fans of him. I'm a big fan of him, but he, for me, he was tarnishing his own legacy, and he had to go. All right, but he was on twelve mil. You come in and you come in at four and a half. No wonder Gazidis gave him the bloody job. All right, he had these, you know, his powerpoints and his USB sticks and all this other crap. But no wonder, <laughs> no wonder the snake oil merchant Gazidis went. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'll have you four and a half mil. All right, the main man that really wanted it. All right, he can't be in management at the moment because unfortunately his daughter passed away. Luis Enrique was said, "I'll come to your club, but I want fourteen million." Because I'll win you something and I'll get you there. I'll get you to where you want to be. But I want 14 because you've paid a man 12 that's failed for the last six years to win you anything. Mm. Really. You know, all right, you won a few FA Cups. But, you know, it, Luis Enrique said, I'll get you where I want, but I want 14 mil. And they went, no, no, no. And they gave it to someone for four and a half. If you look at it, yeah. Hassan Huttle earns more than Emery. Pellegrini earns more than Emery. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Klopp, Pochettino, Guardiola, they all earn more than him. It's mm. going to cost us £6 million to sack him and then 5 to £6 million again to appoint somebody new. And there's your £14 there million. It is. There it is. But you, you look at this, if we don't qualify for the Champions League, we lose £45 million and Lacassette and Aubameyang mm -hmm. will say, you can kiss them goodbye. Well, yeah, that's already are, happening, isn't it? It's already happening. They're not signing. It's already sitting on, 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 on the table for them and they're not signing it. They're further and further away from that pen every I know game. People, I know people don't want it. Oh, I know people don't want him, but I'm telling you now, the way that Jose Mourinho... Oh, don't, mate. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I do not start with that rubbish on this podcast. I can't that, be having it. The way that he was sat there the other night, he wasn't sat back in his seat. He was sat forward looking. That's a person that's looking. Have you seen that picture of him? Yes, mate, we're going to go from it. sticking our fingers in our eyes to this falling is, asleep on the person Neil, next Neil, to us. Neil, this is, what, this is what I'm talking about. The picture... You look at him, he wasn't sat, reclined back in his seat enjoying a game. He it's was almost forward. He's looking new. He's got he's the job. Looking tactically. You, he's looking tactically. Do you know do you know what, James? I think he already yes. knows he's got the yeah. job. I am yeah. gonna cry like Lucas Torreira if you're being honest here. Okay. Well, okay, listen, Jack. All this podcast, we've talked about how softy, softy, nicey, nicey it is. This man will come in here if he is appointed the manager. <laughs> this man will come into Arsenal. No, no, no. Seriously, you're laughing, right? You're no, no, laughing. No, I'm just. I'm. I'm. No, no. I'm not laughing at you, James. I'm laughing at the situation. Has it come down to? Jose I can't. Mourinho, I can't yes, come on board has. with this. I yes, can't come has. on board with this. Jack, Jack. I, I was not briefed on this topic. Jack, okay. Jack. I can't come on board with it. Okay. Jack. I don't care. I don't look, 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 I'm I, 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 I see. Oh, where, I, I, well, uh, I'm not going to say I see where you're coming, lads. From, please. Please, please, just hear me out. 
He will come in. He will come in there. He will come into London, Colney. He'll put three fingers in the air and go, I've won three leagues. What the fuck? No, 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 no. No, no. Stop, 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 stop. Roll. Please, please. Please roll with me. Please roll with me. He will hold three fingers up in the air and go, I've won three leagues. What the fuck have any of you ever done? Ever. Right? And that will be it. We'll go from there. It's too kind. It's too nice. This is a man who is a rough-nosed, horrible bastard and that's what this team that's what this team needs that's what this team needs they need a kick oh, up the arse and a reality check and Jose Mourinho will be the man to give him that and you know what Jose Mourinho's laughing oh. because he knows he's only got to get top four he doesn't even have to win the league he only has to get top four or he has to win the Europa League and you know what Jose Mourinho the way everybody goes oh, on about oh no him and Wenger are friends now him and Wenger are friends they're not friends and Jose Mourinho if he comes into Arsenal and wins the Europa League will go <laughs> because in the whole 22 odd year tenure that you were there you never won him a European trophy I've done it in about five months so he'll stick his fingers up back at Wenger he will do it just to prove Wenger wrong again because that he is a ruthless and like I said ruthless hard nosed bastard of a man and you know what we need we need one <laughs> We need one. All right. All right, James, you make you make a good argument for it, but you also make me feel like I'm going to have a heart attack that it actually might happen. Um, sorry, boy. Jack, are you going to uh, have James uh, honestly, on the Honestly, I again? can't get on board with that. Uh, it's my big, biggest fear. You know, you know what they always say, you know, that, that oh, movie Coach Carter, what is your biggest fear? It's me crying, saying, I don't, I, don't I don't want it to happen, but if it does happen... Then I seriously, it's reality check time. It shit get off the it, pot Here's time. my argument. I'm, I, I want to get to the VAR decision, but um, I, but I, I think we're all in agreement on the VAR decision. So let's quickly discuss it and then go back to memory. So because that's the last thing I want to talk about in the game. I wanted to touch <laughs> yeah. a little bit. I thought Tierney had a relatively solid performance. Um, great, we've not great let you talk about Jack much. Um, Sorry, we've sort of completely hopped no, your You've covered it. Yeah, I, I wrote down about seventy-four points, and you covered seventy-three of them, and Neil got one of the others. So, um, so, oh, well, you said it yourself, you know. But but then you covered it. You covered it all. I just um, I I don't need to touch on that anymore. I think I think we'll we'll see how what what happens from here with with that. But um, on the VAR decision, I. I've watched it so many times. It's the most disgraceful decision I've seen all season by VAR, to be honest. Um, I know what they're giving it for. They're giving it for, they think, Chambers tripped um, the boy's name that I can't pronounce. But Chambers literally gets clattered by Carrie Cahill running through yes. him and Benteke pushing his back. And that's why he falls into the other player. It's just a collision. It's coming together with multiple bodies. Um, if anything, it's closer to a penalty. It's a great finish from Socrates. Again, um, it's um, it's a disgraceful decision. Any of you boys got anything to add on it? Jack, right. Can, right, can I just say, too much was going on. If, if, he's, if, if that guy who's not even this... I'm shocked to hear that he's not even officiated anything decent no. the guy that's Never sitting there behind the, the computers premise. right so this little this little shit sitting there <laughs> it's mike riley isn't it? it's mike riley's son yeah he, right okay yeah if he's just sitting there and making decisions like that there's too much going on there's so many bodies are coming together three or four bodies this it's, it's not clear this it's very it's 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 not like clear as mud like the um Callum Chambers' leg out that brought Zaha down. It's nothing like that. It's too ambiguous to make a call like that. And even if he does make a call like that, then the referee, surely, if it's something he's missed, 
by the letter of the law, he should then run up to the screen. There's plenty of them on the sides of the pitch and he should look at it for himself and see what is he saying? Right. Okay. Yeah, I agree with him. And that is, it's not, it's, it's definitely a foul by Callum Chambers. And we have to disallow Mate, the, the goal. Scre- the when screen I saw is, it, when the I, screen when I, is me at a nightclub at two thirty. I'm in the corner. Yeah, no one wants yeah. to look at me or talk to me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, then, then VAR, VAR is being used for all the wrong reasons. You see, for for me, where it was good for the for the Zaha penalty uh, penalty kick, it was all wrong for this foul on Chambers. When I watched it live and I watched the replays for when the screen was blooming working, to me that looked like a clear cut penalty. To, for, for us, yeah, it looked like Callum Chambers had been bundled to the floor, and that's a penalty. And then I thought, oh, it doesn't matter because Socrates yeah, scored. That was my great. initial reaction. We're, exactly. we're ahead, and 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 in fact, I was even thinking about the podcast that oh, look, okay, we won the game, we got three points, but we're we're just papering over the papering over the cracks. It took over almost two minutes from us celebrating what we thought was a winner. Socrates going mental and bless him, you know, that was a great finish by him. Let's not. Let's not let's not uh, uh, forget that it was a good good awareness by him. His first goal was good, and that was good as well. It was a legitimate goal. There was absolutely nothing wrong with it. And VAR has come around, and it's bit us twice in the bum. Yeah, correctly the first time, but as you guys were saying earlier, none, none of these have been overturned before. It just happened to be against us that it happens. And then all of a sudden. That was a perfectly legitimate goal for me. If it wasn't going to be given as a goal, it should have then been a penalty to us. And what happens? It's not even given as a goal. And Callum Chambers is the one that's fallen foul to the decision. It was too unclear for that guy sitting behind a computer to make we've that got to decision. Hear, we've it's got a to disgrace. Hear the it's a disgrace. Neil. Like in rugby in the NFL, we've yeah. got to hear the conversations because, you know, for people that are in the stadium, they didn't get any explanation at all. I had my mates messaging no. me going, have you got a feed, have you got a feed up? Can you tell me what's happened there and what's happened there? And I'm like, I don't even know because we yeah. haven't got, we haven't had the conversation at home watching it on the telly. We're the only country that does it, though. The the referee should be going to the sidelines and looking at this on a monitor. We're the only country that does it like this. And 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 how can how can how can you look at the game in that way? You know, you're judging a challenge. There's about five challenges before Chambers falls to the floor there, and. Any one of them, if you wanted to, could say it's a foul. But there's a knock-on effect from one challenge to another. There's no way you can overturn that goal. It's ludicrous to overturn it at that moment. There's nothing in it. It's a disgraceful decision. You'd, you'd think that the Premier League is mainly all about the money and the advertising. You'd think that they'd put the brand of the telly that it is on there and it'd go, oh, look, the referee's running over to the Samsung screen or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? You'd, you'd, you'd try and monetize that. You'd be like, oh, look, he's he's running mm-hmm. over to the Sony screen. So this, let's go to the Sony screen. And then you put Sony on all the logos of all the replays. And it. But yeah, like you said, nothing at all. And I mean, um, I watch I watch the Bundesliga highlights because I'm very interested in the Bundesliga. This they season. always run to yeah, the screen. Mate, it, it's so stop-start and it is annoying. But you get the consistency. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like you said, no decision's been overturned. But the Arsenal... Oh, when it's the Arsenal's time, when it's the first time that two get overturned, who's the team that it's going to be against? There you go. Yeah. It's the Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. Disgraceful. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, there was five minutes injury time. We didn't do a lot in it. And um, like you said, I think it would have papered over the cracks a little bit. Um, 
but it's 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 another two points dropped. It's um it were four points away from the top four now. And I said also when I said you know Jack would be the downfall. I said if top four starts to look very very difficult and far away, we're going to have to the board is going to have to pull the plug on the manager. And I think when you watch the way the likes of Leicester and and Chelsea are playing. Um, I think mm. I think we're we're already at that stage, to be honest. Um, but my opinion is James that it, as um, makes a good point. He thinks you know something could happen in the in the next coming coming days. My opinion hours. is not days, hours. hours, hours. And and my opinion is um, to the timing of it's really really crucial. I think the timing of it is really important. We've got three days until our next game against Liverpool. What? I don't think Emery can turn it around now. I don't know if you boys um, do, but I, I certainly don't. Um, so I, I like you. I think I'm just hoping the board is waiting for the right moment. And for me, the right moment isn't necessary. I said if we didn't get six points from Palace and Wolves, he should be sacked. So I would be absolutely happy if he was sacked right now. But I would understand if they didn't think the right moment was now. I would understand if they thought perhaps the right moment might be at the next next international break. You know, just because a new manager coming in, they'd have two weeks to work with the with with their players in the way they wanted to, and then after the international break, we've got Southampton. When is that? When is um, that? Uh, the international break is November 9th yeah. after the Leicester game. Oh, so it's not long. But then we oh, have okay. two weeks right. until Southampton at home, Norwich away and Brighton at home. And arguably, that that's three of the... You know, three. I don't want to say with Arsenal, nothing simple, but there's three of the most comfortable fixtures you'll have in line in a Premier League season. Do you know what I mean? Southampton at home, Norwich away, Brighton at home. Um so I, I think that would be an understandable moment to do it um, because a new manager coming, I mean, if, if you're asking for Jose Mourinho to come in, um, no matter what I think of him, which certainly, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm far, far from convinced, but what, no matter what I think of him, it's going to take time to, 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 and my, my, I'm of the opinion that if you're in mid season, the most sensible thing to do would be have a manager that's already very close to being around them and that's why I would put Freddie in Freddy. charge he's working with them all already he's working with the youngsters already he's already thinking in his mind what he would do how he would play it we've heard from Ornstein his ambitions to become a top coach we we know it's a massive risk but is it a bigger risk than a manager like Jose Mourinho who's failed I would argue in his last two managerial roles in, in the premiership okay you know I mean ask Man U fans I know he won the double or a, a double of sorts with Man U in the first season, but I don't feel he really improved them. Um, and his, you know, his last tenure with Chelsea, I can't remember how that ended up, but I know they ended up sacking him there. Um, so, is it, is it a bigger risk? Is it really? I mean, you see what Chelsea have done with Frank Lampard, and and you know, no one's really questioning that at this point. So, for me, uh-huh. if I was the board and I was sensible. I would look at that knowing full well we're going to get absolutely smashed against Leicester. Um, but I would look at that and say I, that would probably be the moment to pull the plug. I'd understand it if it happened now, but I'm uh, if if it goes beyond the Leicester game, unless there's been some sort of dramatic U-turn, I, I, I then start to get really annoyed with the board. Neil, yeah. when what would you? Do? Sorry, James, I'll, I'll bring you back That's in right. one no, sec. No, no, um, Neil, what would you do just to get Neil's take on it? Yeah, what would you do? 
Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think, I think, um, I, I wasn't laughing at you, James. I was laughing at the situation, but I, I really respect what you say. And, and to be honest, you make a really good argument. A lot of what you said um, does make sense. And then listening to you, Jack, it also makes uh, sense. I think it's sensible. I, I kind of agree with you. I think, I think um, uh, whether or not an out- and James is right, an announcement is going to be made within a few hours. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Let's put it that way. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But I think if we are going to be sensible, I think it does make sense to either wait until Christmas. And if you can't wait until that, that long, then then the international break is probably the next best um, time to, to, to make these decisions and then take stock. And then you've got at least a little bit of time, a little bit of turnaround to put someone in place and, 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 and you know, start again. Um, I, I, Freddie, is, it, is, it is a bit of a risk because it's, you know, it, he's not tried and tested. Um, it's, it's, it's a massive gamble. Uh, but then again, yeah, Chelsea have done it with Lampard. Uh, we know that uh, Freddie has got this good affiliation with with the youngsters. Um, he's very well liked throughout the whole fan base, so that that's a plus. Um, so in, it, it's a people's choice, which would probably work work out well as to how he does is a different matter. But I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think at least we should wait for a, a time where there's a little bit of a. Uh, uh, you know, a bit of time to, to, to get used to the idea and to, and to make it work without being in the middle of, you know, games, uh, if, if, if you like. So that, that's, that's my opinion on it. But for me, I think Emery's days are numbered. I, I just, I, you know, I was even saying in the last pod that we should wait until next summer. I, I, don't th- I think that's going to be destructive for the club. I, I think he's already lost a lot of the fan base. And I think it'll be very counterproductive. Um, I think I think I think it needs to happen sooner now rather than mm. later. Um, well, James, sorry, uh, go on, mate. Pull the plug today. Yeah, I, mean, is there, oh, I know you're, you're feeling that. There's, there's, is there any evidence? I'm, the only thing I've seen, and I'm, I'm I'm checking Twitter a lot at the moment because I'm thinking that um, is Ornstein's come out with something saying something. He's talking about Emery's. Um, position, but I don't know what he said because it's on the Athletic and it's all very exclusive on there, and I don't pay for that. But um, I've not seen any any concrete rumours of anything really even being discussed at this point. You you, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, we might we, not hear we, a thing. But... We've got Jack. We've got Wolves and Leicester. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be ten points behind, and then eighteen points behind the top of the league. Now I know that I know that it's yeah. ambitious to even think that we can challenge for the league, but to be eighteen points behind before yes, that, agree that just bullshit. Completely agree with you. I'm yeah. sorry. All right, you know, I tried. I tried and tried to get on the old good evening bus. I bought his book to read more about him because, like I said, I'm upset. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. I'm upset. I'm 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 an Arsenal obsessive to maybe my detriment, yeah? But I tried and tried and tried. And you know what? After Baku, I was like, he should have gone then because he had eight games to get top four Mm. sealed and then he could have done what he wanted. But he lost to a chain smoker that's never won a trophy in his life in his supposed final. Mm. That man's never Mm. won anything and he completely decimated him completely decimated him and yeah, it's just true. and you know what i'm like okay look i'll give you a ride i'll give you the summer we've spent a bit of money and it's we've regressed instead of progressed and it's like i said even in his last 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 days and i wanted venga to go because like i've said i felt he was tarnishing his own legacy 
he's made us worse than what Wenger had us planned. He's made us worse. And that is that. He's got to go. And I know you don't want Jose. I know you're saying to me, James, please, and you're probably never going to have me on this podcast ever again. But, you know, this podcast has been a special. I love this This podcast has been a special one. And if we get the special one, then buckle in. Because literally, like I said, he's only got to get us top four or he's got us win us the Europa League. And every season that he wasn't in the Champions League and he was in the Europa League, Guess what? He won it both times. My worry is for the if, we, if we're going on the Europa League train, and the man manage, and if the board is thinking like that, they're going to keep Embry. I mean, he's won it three times. Do you know what I mean? So I no. I, 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 can't, I can't. I find it hard to get on board with the cup moments because the league is what you where you judge a team, isn't it? So if you're I, not performing in the league, everything else is. Uh, you know, you need a huge amount of luck to take you there. I um, personally, like you guys have said, I look at it and I go. <clears throat> Freddie's a risk because I know you're talking about Lampard and Lampard's a great example to use but Lampard did have that season at Derby mm. alright he did have a year he did have a year to bed in you know L- Lundberg has never is it any managed. different though James is it any different than being so close to the team Right, I mean, Lundberg's right over it now. He's, I don't think he's closely working with Emery. I, I, I no. think he's, he's working solo, yeah. right? Yeah. He's working well, solo. This so is, Emery this didn't is, ask for him. Emery this didn't is ask the, for the this, is, this is the argument that I will say, is that Jose Mourinho... You know, I know we keep. I keep going back to, it, but he because he's the main. He's he's got to be the front runner for it. Okay, if Emery goes, Jose Mourinho is going to be the main front runner. Oh, I'm starting I to feel sick, I, James. I'm I don't sorry. believe. I don't believe it's Allegri. I don't believe it's going to be the. But he's going to cost a fortune, isn't I don't he? Believe, I mean, do you yeah, think? I know. I don't believe it's going to be the Ajax James. manager. Yeah, short term. Short term. Freddie but, Lundberg and, do it for free. Yes, and Freddie Lundberg. And the thing is, Freddie Lundberg. I would say yes in because of I'm looking at it, Jack, and I'm like, these are the most talented crop of youngsters that we've had for such a long time. And you know what Jose Mourinho's record is with youngsters? Who has he really ever bought through? Who's he ever really bought through? But everybody says at the moment, look at Lampard and look at Brendan Rogers. Who were those two's mentor? Who brought them in? Mm. Who made them what they are? Jose Mourinho. Mm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, you're making good arguments, but I'm um, really, I'm really, I'm really sorry. Difficult to get on board. I'm going to annoy. I'm going to annoy a huge consensus of this podcast fan base and a lot of the Arsenal fan base because they're like, "No, I do not want that vicious, vicious man anywhere near this club." And I agree with you. And I would personally go for Lundberg, or I would go for somebody else. But that someone else for me has got to have a proven track record of winning. And he's also got to have a proven track record of handling and improving young players. Because yeah. because this group, this yeah. is the most talented group that we've for, had. For me, my concern is, I think if you rid of Emery, you need to start with a short-term option that is get-outable by the end of the season. So you've got really got time. If you bring in Mourinho, you have to bring him in on a contract, right? And then you're stuck on the same position that you are with Emery. You're stuck in the same position as you are uh, with Emery. Um, okay, if, if it doesn't work out six and a half, if you give it Lundberg, right, and you say to him, look, Freddie, 
This is a huge job for you. I'm gonna, he's, Freddie's going to snap your hands off. I mean, who's going to get given the Arsenal job as their first job in, in uh, professional football as a manager, right? And he knows that if he does a great job, he'll get the contracts at the end of it. But if he doesn't, we have a get out and, and we can we can decide what we're going to do in the let, summer properly. Let, you know? let, let, me, let me just throw you a quick curveball. I know that we're, you know, we're pressed on time and whatever else. Okay, and I'll throw it to you and I'll throw it to Neil as well. If, and it's, and it's still a big if, if Jose Mourinho was appointed Arsenal manager, would you be confident that he would get you top four or win you the Europa League more than what Freddie Lundberg would? Because Freddie Lundberg, you'd give him a... You, you'd, oh. give, you'd give Freddie Lundberg the ride, wouldn't you? I, I would give Freddie Lundberg a ride if he didn't win... If, he, if Freddie Lundberg didn't get us in the top four and didn't get us the Europa League, I'd accept it because I'd be mm. like, look, it's his first I'm not job, sure I would, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not but, sure. I mean, he didn't get top four tw- twice in a row with Man U, did he? He did win the Europa League. Yeah, but he had worse, but, he had worse players. And also, he spent a lot of money, though, mate. And then, I, you know what? He spent a lot of money. In the Europa League, you couldn't have had an easier run. I mean, he played... He played Celta Vigo, I think, in the semi-finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he couldn't have had an easier run. And do you know what? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's a bit. It's certainly a bigger risk, surely, with Freddie Lundberg. But do you know what I need right now? I need to enjoy watching us play. Yeah. I yeah. need to enjoy watching us play again. And if we're not going to get it, or if we're maybe going to scrape it, that's not enough for me. Just, I, I'm really bored watching Arsenal play. And... I can't remember ever feeling like that week in, week out. Even with Wenger, I knew the past. So I was like, I always had this feeling that the football was going to possibly come good in the next game. But I'm so sure, yeah, yeah. game in, game out now, That's what true. I'm going to see. right? And I just hope that we'll win at the end of it. But I know what we're going to see game in, game out. It's going to be disconnected. It's not going to be nice and pretty. It's going to be hard to watch. Mm. And I think... It's so important that we get back to that value, right, that Wenger did create from the start. Of course, I remember the time before it with George Graham, etc. And everyone goes, you know, we, you know, this wasn't always the Arsenal way. But for 20 years, it's a long time. It was. And a lot of that was right. You know, a lot of that was right. And I think we have to, that, that has to be the first and foremost thing, I think, for me. Of course, top four is vital. Um but at the expense of watching good football, I don't know. I mean, I just want to. I just want to watch good football again. I just want to watch good football again. And with that, if we get that, I think we're more likely to get a result in the end. So it's an interesting one. We could debate it all night long, to be honest, all morning long. It is for you boys, but. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'll be devastated in a way if something does come out in the next few hours because I want to be discussing it. But. Um, but I'm I'm watching now. Now James has mentioned it. I mean, even before I, I I'm, I'm watching. It's very. I, they've got to be talking about it very in depth. They have to be. They have. They cannot like what they're seeing. They've all got brains, right? They can't like what they're seeing. I mean, Unai Emery came out at the end of the game today and said, "We improved because we got a better result than we did in the last year's fixture." I mean. Now was oh, in his own is, coffin, mate. I mean, this is a bad dream, and I'm going to wake up from it in a minute. That is not a real quote. Please, someone tell me that wasn't a real quote. Yeah. I mean, that is despicable. But Sun we'll end up. on, um, uh, well, I say a positive note, but you're probably just predicting defeats. Neil, we've got Liverpool in midweek in the Carboo Cup, and then we've got Wolves at home. Um, comfortable wins in both, mate? No. Yeah. Lee missed the positive. You know, I've, I think for the first time ever this, this, this season, I've predicted a draw. I've never done that. 
I've always predicted wins every single time, no matter what the circumstance. I've got to the point where I've absolutely lost a lot of belief in what Emery's doing, and, and I can't. I think we're going to struggle even. I, I, I just can't see a win. I'm, I'm going to go for a draw, and it will go to penalties uh, at the very best for us. Okay. I think in the Caribou Cup. I'm not going to even say the score. I'm not going to even say uh, ops, what the score ops is. Both teams, no. I reckon. And and <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, Wolves. I, I just can't see. We, we, we're away as well. No, we're we? at home to Wolves, uh, mate. Oh, we're we're home. Yeah, sit, right. we'll um, sit ten behind the yeah. ball. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think again, at the very best, we'll probably be a two-all draw, and that's all I'm going to say. I, I, I just can't, I just can't think about it at the moment. Jack. Yeah, Sorry. it's hard to think about the special two draws. I'll go for two draws and penalties on the Caribbean. Cup. All right, my special one. What about you, James? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey. Well, yeah. this, is this is this is it. Um, you know, Wednesday. It'll probably be more of a Lundberg side if things, you know, if things go the way that I think they're going to go. Ooh, look at so, him. Like so, so I feel that potentially, um, I don't think we'll rest players for it. Like I said, I think I've, you know, just roll the dice now because if this manager does stay, we're not getting top four. And like I said, I want to go to Wembley. I want to try and win something. So play the first team. Um, I, uh, you know, obviously. So mean, um, you mean Jacker? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Well, this, this is it. He ain't. He, mate, if he plays Wednesday, he's just basically, you know. And I hate to use this phrase. I really do. He's just basically accepted that he's a bitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's weak. He's frail. Do you know what I mean? He's just accepted that, yes. you know, that that's that's basically perfect saying, for him though, isn't it? I'm going to drop him from the midweek game. I'll bring him back for the yeah. Premier League one. Well, this is it, but it, <laughs> it makes it, it just justifies what we've all said that he feels he's bigger than the club. If Shaka's back in there Wednesday, then it's basically he can do whatever he likes without the consequences. And we had this we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, and I compared it to when I was in H and M. If you, when I was in manager of the H and M, and I know it's no comparison to being the manager of Arsenal, but if you let people get away with things without consequences that's you know evil only prevails when good people do nothing that's that's how i say it but yeah it'll probably be the freddie lundberg team because jose would have only been there two days so he wouldn't have had much of a, you know he wouldn't have had much of a stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it stop, stop, stop. So, so i'd probably say we might lose that one in the midweek but walls if it's jose in charge then it'll be his first game and we'll probably win that <laughs> but uh, if it's the manager that it is at the moment, then it's two losses, and we're coming back on here, and we're, we're probably, you know, I probably won't, oh I probably won't brilliant. be back on here. But uh, if you have <laughs> Anthony or you have Michael or whoever else you choose to have, you know, you've got a great little plethora of people. You know, when I wasn't here, the two podcasts that you did, sensational, love it, love listening, and uh, I'll go back to listening instead of contributing, and I will enjoy. <laughs> no, it. we want to have I you would, back I on every enjoy week, it mate. Just as much, I love it. I will what? enjoy it just as much. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, we'll no. have you on, of course, mate. I mean, if, if Rio <laughs> does get appointed, you're going to be leading the podcast because I'll tell you what, I don't know what to say. Um, oh. What did you say to score for Liverpool and the Wolves? I got, I got, I got removed from the last podcast I hosted. I don't want to, I don't want to host another one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that wasn't with us. We're not responsible for that. That's yeah. someone else. No, I know. We I would know, never I know, do that. I know. Um, no, I know. I know. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Did you, um, no. did you give me a score, James, for Liverpool and Wolves, or did you I say? Just, it was, I just said it'll be two losses if it's this kind oh, of manager. two losses. Sorry, it'll yeah, be two losses. Man. Well, I think it will be this current manager. So I think we'll lose in midweek. I think Ox will get a couple, and I'll hear it from in the next from all Liverpool fans and then um, 
I think we'll probably draw against Wolves um, 1-1 or something like that. We'll probably go 1-0 up within 60 seconds and then we'll sit deep and try to hold it, you know, and they'll score and Emery will say, well... They're a really good counter-attacking side. We will play right into their hands. We'll push up and you can see that Adama Traore, like I said, all the goals that we concede, we just give them the little red carpet, go run through there, lay a little five-yard pass onto your teammate for a tap-in. That little Jimenez and that Adamar Traorway will just go, here we go, lovely jubbly, sit back and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll crack on and enjoy the ride. Oh, hell. Yeah. Jesus, boys. I mean, I, 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 I want to say this will make me feel better, but the Jose Mourinho talks brought me right back down the world. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all good. It has made me feel a little bit better. I mean, it's good to talk about it. It's been an amazing week and not in a good way, is it? But, um, but you know, it what it shows is no matter if it's bad or good, it's, you, there's always something to s- discuss. But it's never, never too boring to discuss Arsenal. So, so I guess we'll, we'll we'll hold on to that, and we'll have to keep the faith somehow that something, somewhere changes and um, and and Arsenal start to compete again this season. Because I really would hate to think um, that the season is a complete write-off. So we've got to try and be positive, haven't we? On to Wednesday, uh, we're going to the European Champions. Um, absolute. Um, they don't care about they try to get themselves removed from the Carling Cup and they'll still probably bash us um, but um, we'll see how it goes and we'll come back next week James thank you again for coming on um, thank you great mate. chat thank you. great chat um, always love your insight Neil thank you as well for coming on brilliant no problem pleasure. Um, thanks to everyone it's been, that... a, it's, it's been an amazing chat actually today amazing yeah it's been really really good so tune in um, give us a retweet um, I really appreciate everyone that does retweet and, and listens and gives nice comments um, we really do appreciate all of you I try to thank every one of you if I don't then please get on to me about it because I don't always go into the um, purely Arsenal account but when I do I try to thank everyone that I see that retweet it um, keep the faith boys up the arsenal